thing. No, we got a shout out Emu who invented that. Also invented saying it's all Gouda. We're just trying to keep it hip and young over here, guys. Welcome to That's So Retrograde. <laughs> who are you? I'm Elizabeth Cott. Good morning, Elizabeth. I'm Stephanie Simbari. Good morning. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I've heard uh, so much about you. I've heard things too. <laughs> Oh, uh, just kidding. We invented a fun new game yesterday. You uh, <laughs> stick your phone underneath the bathroom stall of your friend next to you and take a picture of them. It's really fun. Yeah, I was sitting next to her in the bathroom stall and I was just missing her so much. It had been like two seconds and we were hanging out and I just decided to flip my phone under there and see uh, what she was up to. Surprise! Turns I was out, on my cell phone. <laughs> it turns out she was up to the same thing that I was up to. And then I feel like it's just a really good way to bond with your friends when you're on, on the toilet. Yeah, but like be mindful, don't snap their pussies. Or do. Whichever. Whichever you prefer. Uh, on today's show, we are welcoming back Mikey Dimitrovich, <laughs> uh, our buddy of the uh, extra dimensional wellness world. Mm-hmm. Out We're there in space. Talking and to him about smudging and burning like Sage, Palo Santo, a lot of other stuff that I'm not that. Frankincense and myrrh. Sure, yeah. Jesus. Um, um, but, you know, I had Mikey come over and do a little clearing on my home, mm-hmm. which we'll get into later, but it was quite intense. I know, that story freaks me out. You guys are going to be totally <laughs> wigged by what they're going to talk about. Um, we'll get into that in a bit, but uh, something kind of cool happened. Our cycles are synced. Pow. Which happened bump, on the new moon. Hey. So who's I, in touch with life cycles? We are. We are. Um, so we looked this up a little bit, and from our girl Elisa Vitti, shout out to her. I think we just try to slip her in in every episode as often as we can. Yeah. Author of Woman Code. Uh, she runs a website, Flow Living. She says, and we'll put this on the blog, but basically, um, during a full moon, people are more likely to ovulate. So it is common to have uh, your period on the new moon, and this is known as the white moon cycle. Weird. I feel like that should be the red moon. Well, well, the red moon cycle is if you uh, get your period during the full moon, and those people are... Werewolves. Generally healers. Okay. And uh, kind of more empaths, which is really interesting, but we'll put that all up on the blog. And what's it when you have the new moon period? You're just a person. Oh, damn it. <laughs> You're just a normal girl. I'm quitting. Oh, well, let's welcome, let's just like get to the show. We've got a lot to cover. Mikey Dimitrovich, everybody. Golf welcome claps, please. back to the show, Mikey. Thank you, ladies. Hi. It's so good to be here. Uh, today, we're talking about smudging. Smudges, all the smokes. All the smokes. So, Do like, you guys know what that is? Answer I, us. Oh, I do, oh, I do. Okay. Hand raised. In case anyone's unclear, like, smudging is why don't you tell us? Well yeah, it's it's um <laughs> it's it's the ritual or ceremonial use of burning things. So commonly we might know sage or Palo Santo. Mm-hmm. Or even a myrrh. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a merman. Swerve, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, and it's it's different. Um it's a little different from incense, which is more for the sake of perfume and maybe to kind of affect a change or add a smell or, you know, do something. You can use 
smudges as incense, but you wouldn't really use incense as smudges. Okay. So um, it's not super duper technical, but you know we'll try to cover all the different technicalities. Okay. Yeah. And they're commonly used for clearing space. Yeah, clearing spaces is one way to really use it. Um, also clearing yourself, right? So you can use them in rooms, smudge a room or smudge a person. Um, but you can also then use them um, not as much like for incense sake, but but for um, ceremonial purposes like meditation. So you you uh, uh, you want to use the different herbs or the different um, resins um, to uh, affect a certain change or to amplify a certain intention. So the ones we use the most are sage and Palo Santo. I think they're the the kind of you know most in use right now. Um, and I usually think of them as the sage being. Um, like uh, uh, something to take stuff out of a room to clear, or I think of it as like a minus sign, or uh, and then I think of the Palo Santo as like a plus sign to mm. fill a space, you know, to send good vibes and good things into the room. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you to clarify. Yeah, clearing. So, right, clearing versus filling, and I mean, I like to use those two kind of in tandem to to you know pull stuff out and then bring stuff back in. Um, but then uh, different ones will have different intentions, and you know, you can. You can actually clear a room without sage. You know, you can energetically clear it just by kind of walking Don't around the room. Leave. And, yeah, no, and, and <laughs> well, but also more importantly, really using your focus, okay. using your 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 vision, your third eye, your heart, your hands to really send, you know, the intention of clearing crap out of a room into all the corners and all the nooks and crannies and into drawers and into closets and, you know, to pull it all out. But when you use the sage, which has uh, associated with it through its traditional use, the, the clearing property, you're kind of both amplifying the intention with the sage, but also amplifying the sage with the intention, okay. you know, and, and, you know, you're using your mind to set up that kind of feedback so that anytime you start to smell sage, you know what it's associated with, with clearing, with cleansing, with, you know, cleaning stuff out. I had a Chinese doctor who um, used mugwort, um, which is another herb you can smudge with. Um, and, and he would use it right before he would give me acupuncture. He would put little bits of it on the end of the acupuncture needles. Hmm. And so um, anytime I would walk into his office, I went and saw him for many years. Anytime I would walk into his office, I would smell the mugwort and immediately start to feel like I was getting acupuncture. I would get kind of triggered into Ooh. that that juicy space. I like that. Sensory memory. Yes, ma'am. I have that problem when I go into big department stores. And <laughs> <laughs> so, so same. Yeah, totally. So talk to us about kind of like the most popular of, of the, and then I want to get into more specific yeah. of like what we do and why. Sounds good. So most people are familiar with white sage that are the kind of flat, whiter leaves, and they can sell them individually or sell them in little bundles and little sticks, you know, that are tied and dried. Um, and those, I think, have a really nice, uh, clean, clearing, cleansing effect to really just, like, suck it out, you know, suck stuff out of the room. Um, but then in California... Is it, sorry to interrupt you, no, but not at all. is it, like, energies of past people, energies of current people, energies of yourself, like what exactly are we clearing? We're clearing exactly that. We're clearing, think of it as vibrations, really clearing energy. So physical, emotional, psychological, and spiritual vibrations. Okay. You know, anything that, that vibrates, 
you're using your intention to clear it out. And like I said, you know, certain I've worked in certain spaces where we can't burn anything. And and what? You're not allowed to clear a room just because you can't light something on fire. No. Right. You're pulling out anything that is not desirable. Okay. You know, and, and when you use them, you hold that kind of intention with it. We'll talk about that later. But, okay. Um, in terms of a... There's other sage, California sage, right? Um, sometimes they call it like Mount Shasta sage, right? It's bitchier than the other sage. <laughs> <laughs> and healthier. Yeah. And, um, it drinks juice. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I love the smell of that. Um, and it's uh, sometimes people trade it off, but living on the East Coast for so long, I didn't really ever know what it was. They call it wild sage too sometimes. And it has a, a sweeter kind of, um, to me, almost like meteor smell to it. It's not quite as crisp as the white sage, and I like that. Mm. And um, traditionally, I like to use it not just for clearing, but I'll use it in healings because it's very soothing. So if I want to clear something deep out of someone's aura, we'll light that and pass it over. So if I want to clear something deep out of someone's aura, we'll light that and pass it over the space. And then, you know, I'll use my hands or I'll use some energetic tool or crystal to pull it out. Mm. And just knowing that it's going to be a little more healing than the just clearing white sage, right? Yeah. So like I said, if you think of sage as a minus sign, I think this is really the best, most basic way to think about clearing. Yeah, I've never clearing heard for this beginners, before. Right? I love it. Um, so I would always clear a room or clear a person with the white sage or with the Mount Shasta sage, green sage, you know, wild sage first, and then come back in with the Palo Santo as a plus sign to the sage's minus sign and really achieve a nice balance. So one, you're just thinking about sucking stuff up and the other one, you want to fill it up with mm. juiciness, with warmth, with, with loveliness. And the Palo Santo has a sweet kind of resinous warming smell to it um, and it's also used in a lot of um, shamanistic traditions to bless things so you can think of it as filling yes plus sign but also blessing so um, mm. uh, in the ceremony over the weekend you know um, the shaman was uh, blessing his ritual instruments his tools his, mu his musical instruments with the palo santo smoke and just you know wafting it over it's not a heavy duty process right, right. if you want to bless something you don't need to get into every nook and cranny. It's much more important to use the power of your intention. But when you use the tool and the intention together, you get a double whammy. And it, we all know it's blessed. And you keep reinforcing that. And there is just something about the smell itself, like you said, where it it's confirmation. Exactly. And, and when you get used to it, you don't even then have to think about it. You just know it's for that. Right. Right? And and so that's that's why I was excited about doing this today because – you know, even if you only have two, three, four, five things in your arsenal, you've got all of these different flavors. And girl, I love flavors. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, uh, sweetgrass is really nice, too. It's um, traditionally uh, Native American, um, and it's a beautiful long grass that um, is uh, often braided and doesn't actually burn for very long. I've seen this before. Dude. It's so good. It smells sweet. It, it has like a, a not really spicy, almost like an herby vanilla smell to it that's really nice. Um, and uh, it, it's, uh, it's thought to have a feminine vibration to it, a mm. gentle vibration to it. Um, sweet vibration? Sweet. Mm. Sugar and spice. Not spice, but sugar and everything <laughs> nice. You know, it's really, really sweet. Um, and so. Where do you get it? Um, it's kind of hard to find. I mean, I mean, it's not really hard to find. You go to new agey stores, you know, they'll usually have it. Um, I prefer to find it not 
packaged, you know, not in like a smudge. You can mm-hmm. get it in smudge. You can get sweetgrass incense. But I like to see it when it is braided because then right. it's it's the whole strand of the grass braided up. They have it here in Los Angeles at House of Intuition. Of course I've they seen do. that. Um, but that actually, side question, yeah. um, acquiring this stuff, like I just bought a bulk pack of Palo Santo on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Is there something in your <laughs> eyes like less less uh, vibey about that because it was bought on Prime? I mean, no. I mean, I, <laughs> Because you got a good deal. Prime. Come on. Who are we talking to? These are the retrograde girls. I'm going to get my Palo Santo by any means necessary. If the sweetgrass is this warm, sweet, feminine herb, um, cedar is often thought of as super forceful, right, and and strong. And they're these big, big trees, right? And you, everyone remembers like cedar chest or cedar chip sachet in your in your drawer, you know, and, and it's sweet, like Palo Santo, but there's just this kind of feroce to it mm-hmm. that's really nice. Um, and whenever I use cedar, I think of, like, protection. I think of, okay, I'm not burning sweet, warm Palo Santo. I'm not burning sweet, juicy, sweet grass. I'm burning, like, big papa tree, you know, bear. Ooh. And he's standing over my shoulder, and he's protecting this space and filling this space. And typically it's used a lot... Um, uh, in house in house clearings, but I would use it maybe to clear, but I would more so do sage and then use the cedar to fill the place with strength. So that's how I like to think of cedar is that it it strengthens a space. It it brings you know some 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 muscle to the to the space. Mm. Um, it and smells so good. So 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 good. And um, sometimes you you usually find. Um, fronds of cedar that are like a little evergreenish fronds yeah like like the pine little Got needles it. Okay. um it means friends in french <laughs> fronds fronds of cedar <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, uh sometimes you can find juniper too is similar similar um to cedar but i find that the vibe of juniper is a little bit lighter so those are like some woods some leaves some fronds but then i've been using these a ton lately um, are uh, resins uh, and rosins. Rosins. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a sitcom character. I know. Rosins. Ugh, rosins <laughs> always creating trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, uh, copal I've been using a lot. It's a tree sap that is dried. It's like a young tree sap that's dried, and it comes in these little baby nugs they're these really cute little crystals um you Ooh. you can't light them on fire you have to burn them on charcoal they have a very sweet smell to them and they're used in sweat lodges and in ceremonial workings used to bless things and i i like to think of um copal as honoring the gods you know really it it's when you want to not only open up a sacred space but when you kind of want to call in some big guns so I use it if I'm ever doing a big invocation or if we're doing a healing where, you know, someone has a particular connection to a god or a goddess or a lineage and we want to call on them. We would use copal as an offering to them. Um, but also I've used it in heavy duty spooky wooky house clearings and even borderline exorcisms. Right. Um, if there's ever a really dense energy that's around... I don't really think that the copal pulls it out any better, 
But what it does to me is it calls in the bigger divine spiritual guns that can help us remove and extract anything that's really heavy Mm. and gnarly and, you know, doesn't want to go so easily. Do you think that you can clear, like, if you you come into contact with a space like you're describing, Mm -hmm. are you confident that, well, you're obviously educating this, but someone who doesn't totally know what they're doing could clear, like, any space? I think that you need to learn a few simple things, um, and then you can. Uh, one of them is that you no one ever clears the space alone. So no, you don't clear the space. I don't clear the space. You got to call on something bigger than you and okay. bigger than whatever's in the space to help you out. Okay. Um, but the other part of it is that it requires a lot of focus and a lot of attention, because what happens, especially when there's something gnarly in a space is that it wants to freak you out. Because the more freaked out you get, the harder it is for you to make them go. Um, So the more they freak you out, the easier it is for them to stay anchored into the space. So it's challenging because you have to really meet all forces neutrally, whether they're positive, benevolent, loving forces that want to bring you a message. If you're like, oh, yeah, they're here. you're not going to hear the message. Right. And if it's something that, you know, is is trapped or stuck or is reliving the same nightmarish moment over and over and over again, all they can really do is try to communicate that nightmare to you. Right. So if you're freaked out by that, you're not, you're going to forget that they're just energy and vibration like we're all energy and vibration. And if you forget that, then it makes it a lot harder to to help them leave, to help them cross over. So what are you like calling forth to to create this neutral space for yourself? Um, that's the thing is it, it you call on big guns like me. I'm always using Archangel Michael because he's my namesake and he's super, super powerful, you know, super Papa King of the Angels. And so I'm always calling on him, um, you know, but it's less about. In, in response to your question, it's more so about um, meditation, actually, and focus and knowledge so that, you know, we dismantle some of the learned behaviors that there are demons and angels. And right. like, if you meet a demon, oh, shit, you know, no, you know, Lucifer was an angel. You know, we all change forms all the time. So it's it's really about objectivity, emotional detachment, mm. balance and remembering the little tips, tricks, and tools that you have either learned or read or used and, and just kind of meeting all spirits at face value. You know, the, that's what I always say about entities that are not of the light. It's like they can cross over. They just haven't because they're so stuck, so attached to whatever tragedy befell them. Mm. You know, so I feel I feel sorry for them, but even that, can be exploited. Right. They're like, oh, you feel sorry for me? Let me scramble the eggs in your brain so that you forget what you're doing here. And then as soon as you're down, I'm going to freak you out so that you really forget. Now everyone's freaked out. And now, what, wait, what are we doing here? What are we? Let's get out of here. Right. You know, instead of like, hey, what happened? What do you need? Can we help? Go. This isn't your home anymore. Right. You know, do we need to do anything to make you know that we'll take care of this space that you're attached to? Right. You know, you you can reason with them. You can communicate with them. But the minute you get too excited or too freaked out, you're kind of useless. And, you know, when I, I do this for a living. So if I go into a place or into a space, 
that's what that's why I meditate. That's why I do all of the practices that I do so that when I move into a space, I can meet it with objectivity, neutrality. And I always try to help the people that I'm clearing a space for understand that they can do maintenance and keep the space clear. Mm. And if there's ever something you feel like you can't handle, find someone who can. Let's talk about the process of, of clearing. Yeah. So we've got our sage, we've got our Palo Santo, maybe from Amazon, who knows? <laughs> no judgment. No. Nope. Etsy's got great stuff too. Shout out to Etsy. Um, and Shout out to Etsy. And we love Etsy. Real spiritual site. Yeah. <laughs> really though. Um, I mean, I've definitely cruised some rings with some astrology inscriptions on them on Etsy, so I feel you. There's also uh, frankincense and myrrh are also resins that uh, when are often used combined, and um, they they're really musky and sweet, and uh, you know they they were brought as gifts, right? Jesus by the wise was men. A fan? Jesus was such a fan. <laughs> frankincense, myrrh, and gold. They used to be more uh, expensive than gold around that time, so they were very, huh. very, very prized. Um, and similar to copal, I use them when I need heavy duty stuff. Uh, but they have this really interesting, uh, for them I would say the word is really like purification and sanctification. It's when, you know, when when copal just won't do, bring out the frankincense and myrrh. You know? <laughs> it's like it, it's like the Louis Vuitton of, of the resins. Okay. You know? We're going to use it to really be luxurious and be meaty and and sweet and heavy and there's many associations with church because they burn frankincense in a lot of churches um in honoring you know in honoring the, the three wise men and, and christ um but also myrrh was used in egyptian embalming so there's um a, a a large association with the afterlife with resurrection with crossing over so to me those are great um, resins are great to burn almost as an incense, especially if you want to go really deep into meditation. Burn that stuff and, and use it often and it makes you, woo, it can kind of send you on a journey. So there's leaves and resins, charcoals, smudge sticks. <laughs> yes. These so, are the forms in which we find these. I feel like I've, I burn a lot of sage and then people will say like, but how do you put it out? Because now I just like break off a little leaf and burn it a little bit. I used to light the whole fucking thing on fire, and that's, that's like impossible to put out. Most people will do that and then ultimately figure out that you don't have to burn the smudge stick every time. Right. Um, and I do tend to buy white sage, not bundled. The loose kind. The loose kind, because really you only need like one or two leaves at a time yeah. unless you're clearing a space. So I love to clear a whole space with a stick. Um, because you can use it as a wand and throw it into the corners. If you are just using leaves, then I would put it in uh, in one of those heat-proof ceramic dishes. But traditionally, ceremonially, you'll use an abalone shell, one of those beautiful shells sure. on the inside. And then you can light one or two at a time and put it in. And it's one of the you know most OG ways of burning is to use the abalone shell, light the couple leaves, and then use a feather um, an eagle feather or a crow's feather, some kind of feather that may be sacred to you or sacred to your lineage, and use that. Sometimes there's these beautiful fans that are bound leather with feathers on the end that are gorgeous because it, it takes that steady stream of smoke and helps you to diffuse it. And that's also really good if you're using the charcoal and the, the resins because then you can... Hide the smoke. Let's start with, like, I want to ground this, this smudging process in reality and talk a bit about our experience yesterday <laughs> when uh, Mikey came over and we cleared my apartment and it was it was 
Very interesting. It was powerful. It was very powerful. Yeah. So let's talk about that process a little bit. Well, we we were very innocently, you know, I'm, I was pleased because you just said to me, you know, can we do this? Can we try this out, do this together? I said, absolutely. And I entered into the space with you as neutrally as possible and just went through the rooms and told you how to do it and told you what I was doing. And, you know, you took the the wand a couple times and were, oh, we had a beautiful bundle of white sage and lavender. Yeah, it was a, a bundle that I had made myself. Yes. Hair flip. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 in 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 hindsight, you know, lavender is known to stimulate spirits and mm-hmm. to open the crown and open that connection. So it ended up being, you know, wonderful choice. So we went through the bedroom. Good job, Elizabeth. <laughs> so we went through the bedroom, we went through the living room, and we were just it was very instructional and perfect perfect attitude to clear a space with. We just stated the intention, said we're going to clear. We moved through the whole zones, and we're going into all the nooks and crannies and the drawers and the closets. We get into the kitchen where there's this amazing little built-in breakfast nook, and I stop short, and Elizabeth stops, and we're like, huh, huh. Different you guys vibe. both felt it? Oh, yeah. yeah. At the same Immediately. time? Immediately. Mm-hmm. After this gorgeous objective, just like, woo, and this is how you clear the room, and let's bless the door, and then we're like, oh, ow, yeah. ow. What do we do? What I always say is whenever you're doing a clearing or even in a healing, you want to look for which one of these things is not like the other. Okay. You're looking for anomalies and distortions. Okay. If everything else in the room feels like, ooh, and then you get into one space and it's like, you know, yeah. you're like, oh. You know what's up. Something, or you maybe even don't know what's up, but you know that something's different. Right, okay. And then you go, oh, what's different? What's going on in here? Okay. And so we just kept going around objectively, calmly, and then Elizabeth's standing in front of the fridge, and she's like, whoa. And I'm like, Yeah. And I feel chills down my back, and she feels chills. I felt like chills and heat on the left side of my body, and pretty much could not move from that spot. It was some and Zach Baggins shit. Rooted. And she was rooted in such a way as though she had, like, opened the fridge, closed the fridge, turned around, and, like, boom, it hit. And I think you actually called it out and said it feels like there's something here. Right? Yeah. And, and I've never felt that before. Yeah. So we opened up, stayed really calm. I stayed really calm. We opened up. I she peed her pants. I was kind of freaking out. Like well, yeah. internally, like just couldn't really speak. And like was, it was. A- it's also your space. And so no matter what, it's going to feel like a, an obtrusion of some kind. And I had complimented Elizabeth on the little turmeric uh, tonic that she had made the other day and posted about. And I was like, this is amazing. I love your turmeric tonic. I'm feeling so good. And she's like, yeah, I want to gently, you know, work with some foodie things. You know, I really love to cook. And and it was, you know, she'd made this all this gorgeous food. So it felt meaningful that we were in the kitchen while this was happening. So then I kind of just opened up. And connected to see, okay, what's going on in here? And I usually feel empathically and I feel sentiently. I feel in my body and I feel in my heart. And I said, oh, the first thing I thought was, oh, someone lost something here. What I really thought was like, oh, who died? You know, someone Mm -hmm. died. But that's the obvious, right? That's the obvious because it's like maybe a ghost. So, yeah, obviously someone died. Right. But there was this feeling of loss. And so once I calmed down and, and, and Elizabeth was like, I feel this stuff up my arm, I kind of asked, okay, well, you know, what was lost? And it felt to me like someone who had been left, who had been abandoned, 
and I, I remember turning to you at one point, Elizabeth, and saying, because she was like, I, I feel like I shouldn't move, like I can't move from this space, and I feel this feeling on my arm. And I remember turning her to be like, I think that's where she broke down. So my feeling was, was that this was someone who had cooked in this space a lot, who had worked in this space, cooked in this space. <laughs> Deep breath, neutral, <laughs> neutral, neutral, neutral. Okay. I am the least neutral of. person on earth. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, you're right. Okay, sorry, keep going. Not at all. So, so um, <laughs> I remember turning and saying, like, yeah, it feels like she was. In, she spent a lot of time in this space, as anyone in that era probably would have, as any woman in that era probably would have. As they should have. I'm <laughs> You're so Italian. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so then, then, but then I said, it feels like she found out that he was gonna leave, and then she waited and waited and just kept cooking, and maybe he was even already gone. And he kept cooking and just doing whatever she was doing. And that went, then one day she shut the fridge, turned around, and wha-bam, it hit her. And then we started trying to clear the rest of the space. And that was what I was being there to do. I was there to do was to just keep clearing the space. And every time we went into a different corner of the room, into a different area... You know, you get a little bit of, oh, this feels really heavy and weird, or this feels really gnarly. And the breakfast nook, I was like, she spent a lot of time in this breakfast nook. And Who then I wouldn't, just wouldn't though, you know what I mean? It's it a is breakfast a great spot. nook. But but I felt she wasn't eating. I saw her smoking. I saw someone smoking a lot. And I got this feeling like I was like, I don't even think she liked to smoke that much, but I think she just kept smoking and smoking. So you started like getting as a, a defiance. As a defiance, totally. And because no one was around, because she was lonely and like she was smoking and she had been left, you know? Right. So um what then happens usually when you're working in a space oh like God. this is you start inquiring into what does this person want? What does this person need? It didn't feel like she was claiming territory over the space. It didn't feel like we needed to make her leave. It felt, to, or like she was angry, it felt to me like the sadness was what was keeping her there. And discarnate spirits that haven't crossed over usually have a trauma or an emotional something or other that is really the only evidence of their existence that's left on this earth. So even though their body, their mind, their spirit may have gone, their sadness is all that remains. Mm. And it's kind of the only language they can speak is that sadness. So what I started saying to her and saying out loud was like, yo, Elizabeth's really cool. She's a great person to live with and she wants to cook. I know you might feel like you have nothing to offer because you were abandoned and you just sat here and you were stuck here, but like she wants to learn some new recipes. Like do not mess with her, do not fuck with her, but she's going to use this space. She's going to be really happy in this space. Like do you want to help her out? Like be be cool, you know, be cool. And so there was a little bit of bargaining with that and then one of my teachers a long time ago taught me a ceremony to help spirits cross over. And again, it's not that complicated, but it requires calling in of the big guns. So after we felt like we had cleared the room sufficiently, Elizabeth still standing in the Could same place, move. being like, my arm feels weird. And also I was just flashing to like all of the weird things that had happened in that kitchen over the past five years, like constantly hitting my head, mm -hmm. constantly breaking things. It just was like, and what's that dropping, about? Dropping a drawer on your toe. Well, the yeah. idea would be that her sadness or her presence in that space could just make it complicated and weird to be like, why is this person in my space? You know, 
And is she a poltergeist that's knocking things off? I don't know. I wasn't there and no. it didn't feel that way. It felt more so like any little drop of sadness or anything that maybe Elizabeth had inside of her, this woman would have been drawn to. Anything law of attraction, right? Anything that was right. similar to the sadness that maybe she felt, which we all have inside of us at some point or another. So if you're hanging your head down low, it's going to dramatically increase the chance that you knock something off or that something falls off. Um, just because you're not paying attention because you're you're bummed. And then her bum is gonna feed your bum <laughs> or her bummedness is gonna feed your bummedness, you know, and it'll it'll spiral. This it's like I saw the space differently. I was like, oh, that shouldn't go there. The this should go over there. And I just kind of saw it in a different perspective. Yeah. And it, it almost just like a visual shift. Well, even? even when we did the ceremony to cross her over, to help her cross over, to guide her over to the other side, I'm used to that feeling. And I asked Elizabeth when it was done, did you feel anything after she crossed? And Elizabeth said, I just felt myself lift up and feel lighter. And as soon as we opened our eyes from doing that little ceremony, she went, it feels bigger in here. Mm. And I noticed these beautiful paintings on the walls, these beautiful flower paintings that your mom did, yeah. you know, that I hadn't seen before because that there just wasn't that much light in the room. It wasn't as bright, you know, so. Yeah, it was really um, an interesting turn of events and oh, a casual clearing. Oh, the right. The cabinet. Freaky. Okay, so then, when the, so then when this was all during the sage clearing right. and then we were going back through with the Palo Santo, which we'll get into this process in one moment, um, going in like in putting in good vibes, how would you say, invigorating yeah. the space with good vibes. Absolutely. Um, we opened all the cabinets. We were very careful in the kitchen to really get all the nooks and crannies. And Mikey opened up one of the cabinets that's like kind of lower and out of sight. And I was like, how did you open that? That has not been able to be opened. There's like Tupperware in there from like five years ago that just has been stuck. Amazing. And... There was it, a shift. It, it, there was a really it big shift. Effortlessly opened. I kid you not. I, my jaw was on the floor. I mean, my brain is just stuck in this like very strange vignette of like a twenties housewife smoking in your current kitchen. I'm just feeling like a lot of feels around like that happening in like a sliding doors reality to like you trying to open your cabinet and it's freaking me the She fuck also pointed out. to this painting of a woman smoking above her above her oven that she had a painting on the wall yeah. of a woman smoking. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. All the stuff. All of the stuff. So good. So, um I really want to get into quickly like how to do this at home. Yeah. So, so really simple. So you can use like I said, the little tray or the dish with the charcoal in it or using a smudge wand. I like to set the intention. First, I'm going to clear this space and I pick a corner to start in. And I go from the bottom of the corner to the top of the corner and then swipe that stick all along the wall and just imagine squeegeeing like, all yeah, the like energy out that we don't need. Fairy godmother wand. Fairy godmother wand, totally. And then like a squeegee in the middle, mm -hmm. like along the wall. And then the next corner in the bottom, in the top. And then you said left to right or right to left. You just I need to make a choice. Make a choice. I like to go, I tend to go counterclockwise. Um, and go from, so from right to left, mm -hmm. um, just because that's how I prefer to do it. Um, and But that's basically the pattern. Lower corner to upper corner, swipe along the wall. Lower corner, upper corner, swipe along the wall. And I do those four corners and then take a glance around the room and see, okay, is there any cabinet or anything gnarly that, that we need to really get inside of? And if you're doing a really you know massive 
smudge or a massive cleansing, get into all the nooks and crannies. But remember that the smoke is amplifying your intention. So you can also just imagine the smoke and imagine the clearing happening through all of your closets right. or your cabinets you or whatever like it is. Put fire near your clothing. Right. Be but mindful, guys. Be mindful. So um, then once you do that, I kind of stand around and just imagine gathering, spinning around in the middle of the room, gathering up all of the loose energy and uh, sending it out of a cracked window. So that I, I forgot to mention. Oh, that. right. You want to have some type of ventilation. In some this kind space. of ventilation, either a cracked window or an open door. And then you can either do one room at a time and then take it like out the door and toss it out the door. Mm -hmm. Or you do the whole space, one room at a time, every hall, every bathroom, you know, every space. And then when you're done, just a big old imaginary lasso around the entire space and then throw that stuff out the window, out the door. And then what about in front of doors? Ah, in front of doors, I like to use some kind of a symbol some kind of a blessing. You can do it on doors and windows. So I tend to, I was, you know, baptized Greek Orthodox. So my grandmother, you know, I'd make the sign of a circle with a cross in the middle that also has, you know, beautiful symbology. Last night we did a six-pointed star, which is not only a star of David, but also a symbol that is about the balance of the upward triangle of fire and the downward triangle of water. So it's a beautiful symbol of balance and protection. The other thing then is when you're done, then you go back into the same space, usually wherever you started, and try to retrace your step, maybe now with Palo Santo. And you go, okay, word, I'm gonna now fill this space with positivity, warmth, light, love, peace. And then I don't go corner to corner with that. I just try to let it fill the whole room, right. fill the whole and room. And the Palo Santo comes in a stick and in, in kind of larger ceremony type situations like we did last night, like the clearing of the entire space, you lit it on both sides. I like to do that because um, I once was told, I don't have a ton of superstitions, but mm -hmm. that's one of them. I like to burn both ends because I think it fosters abundance and prosperity and like, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like, fuck it, exactly. burn both sides. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's really nice for, for a room. Really quick for a, a person, you know, I like to um, do from their, their feet to their crown on the front, and then I take the crown and sage all along the left arm, have them stand with their arms in a mm -hmm. T, sage all along the left arm and under the body, and then just kind of, you know, do that, you know, chalk outline <laughs> but I'm not with sage, and then have them turn around and do from the bottom to the top and the top to the bottom, and then go again all the way around the left side, on down around the feet, and then all the way around the, uh, the other side. And then um, I like to swirl it around the crown, swirl it around the bottom of each of the feet, and then go back up and swirl it around the crown. And you're just imagining pulling it out. So you're mostly focusing on the spinal column and the whole aura, pulling the stuff out. And then you can go in and use something like a mugwort instead of a Palo Santo mm -hmm. if you're going on an amazing trip or something because it's a traveler's herb. Ooh. Or you use you know, frankincense and myrrh if you have an amazing opening that you're going to and you want to feel regal and mm, phenomenal. That's such a New Yorker thing to say. Right. Yeah. If you have an opening. Yeah, like, <laughs> sure. You mean like a premiere? <laughs> All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> what's a, like an art gallery? I don't have art here. So the, the, and then the last way of really the last kind of technical element is let's say you don't want to do a clearing or you're not doing, you're not filling, you're not doing a working, 
you just want to add atmosphere to a room. Like people are coming over. For the vibes. For the vibes. So just remember, it's not just incense. This is a tool to amplify your intention. So pick something fun. Even if you are using incense, know what you're using. Mm. Use the frankincense and myrrh to, to fill it with luxuriousness. Or use the kopal to be like, oh, these are my girls. I worship them. I love you guys. Girl power everywhere in this space. And then just hmm. do it on a little piece of charcoal and set it in the middle of the room burn it for as long as you like, and then you're done. That's also what you do when you want to use it for meditation. So the mugwort is supposed to open your consciousness. Mm -hmm. um, frankincense and myrrh will take you into these transcendental states. So don't go overboard. They also sell these really little briquettes that you can use, or you can take the bigger ones and break them into chunks. Um, and that oh, yeah. can that can help you to stimulate your senses and and again to amplify the intention that you have for the meditation. Am I doing this to clear my shit? Am I doing this to replenish my shit? Am I doing this to open my shit? Like, why am I doing this? Like, get the weird lady out of your kitchen. Whatever you need. Um, wow. This well, was everybody so amazing. Can grab a buddy and like get at it this weekend. Burn some shit down. I think it's perfect time. It's Aries new moon. So mm -hmm. it's a fiery, fiery moon. So let's let's set some intentions and burn some burn. shit on fire. And, and that. Um, <laughs> one little shout out to some of the best smokes ever that are not typically used as smudges, but you got to remember the tobacco, the ganja, oh, yeah. the salvia. Those are all versions of, of smokes and smudges that are used ceremonially, ceremonially too. So again, remember, I have nothing against smoking of any kind, but remember that they're tools for grounding, for purification, for blessing, for transcendental states. So just use them as the tools that they're intended to be used for. And don't get addicted. Mm -hmm. That's a great note. Well, Mikey, you are just... Thank this you. This is the third time we've had you on the show. Yes, and it ladies. is a delight and an, a mind-expanding experience every time. Thank you. I tell everyone about you guys. I think the work you're doing is so beautiful and important and timely and necessary. We Thank love you. you. Tell our audience where they can get your newsletter. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm at ediblespirit.com, one word, ediblespirit.com. And I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and I'm doing uh, workshops and healing sessions in New York, L.A. And I enjoy this very much. Every month we can hear you on Sirius XM Radio, on Andy Cohen's radio, with John Hill and his show, The Feels. Live readings Live on The Feels. Readings. They let me run wild. Yeah, we and do they these call like you speed readings. Mystic Mike. And I'm like, I know him. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I'm wearing good. it. I'm just owning it. I'm, I'm loving it. Everything. I love that. <laughs> it's everything. Yes, that's a retrograde. And guess what time it is? Roses and thorns. And thorns. As I was driving in today, I was listening to uh, Ashley Simpson, Pieces of Me. Mm -hmm. Love that album so much. So I feel like my vocals are really warmed up. Oh, Ashley Simpson. When you said Ashley, I heard Jessica, and I was going to throw in a side thorn, which is that I realized yesterday that, I didn't realize, I read it on Twitter. <laughs> it didn't just come to me. Uh, that her daughter's name is Maxwell, which is a boy's name. But okay, it's the future. But yeah. would question for you. Yeah. What do you think is more um, like weird? Or like new agey, or not really new agey, but like annoying of our new time. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's more annoying when they're naming their kids boys like the opposite gender names? Yeah. To do that, or to a name traditionally after, male name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. No problem. Or to name it after like an inanimate object. Like remember Ooh. when Gwyneth named her kid Apple? That was like a big upset. Yeah. I don't know. I enjoy 
I enjoy a, a boy name on a girl. Okay. Yeah. I had an assistant named Jeremy who is a really lovely, You're awesome right. girl. That and it really confused a lot of people. They all always referred to her as a he via emails. Yeah. Um, but I always loved when it would be I'd be like, Jeremy's coming by and this like awesome dope girl showed up. That's a good point. Okay, you've changed me on that. I'm sorry, Jessica Simpson, if you're listening, I think Maxwell is a cute Maxwell's name. Maxwell's a, a girl. cool name. Good job. Yeah, sure. Um, so roses and thorns, what you got, boo? Roses and thorns. Okay. Uh should we do worse for first? Sure. Yeah. I, I've got two casual thorns. We'll get through them real quick. Okay. Number one. Somebody needs to tell Kylie Von Dutch isn't gonna happen again. <laughs> okay? I get it. She's 14 and she doesn't know that we all collectively decided no on that. Sorry, Christian Adagie. I know. And May I he do, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. My thorn on that is that he died before he could see someone actually liking Von Dutch. <laughs> but um, could we get on? Yeah, I was so if you this, see these, the pictures on Kylie's Instagram, I don't know if you've perused them such as us, but we might have looked at that. I can't stop watching her Snapchat. There's some Von Dutch gear being rocked in a dark way. I know. And it's like, I get it. It's cute. She can kind of pull anything off. But at the same time, it's just like, it just rubs me the wrong way because it's like really close to Ed Hardy. Mm. It's one step away from Ed Hardy. It's Ed Hardy adjacent. And we can't have that. Yeah. It's just no. Um, so, and I was thinking that and then I went on Twitter and literally my my Asian New York and my other friend both tweeted the exact same thing about the Von Dutch thing. And I was like, okay, we gotta like, we gotta talk about Ultimate this. Ultimate TBT. Yeah. And then my second thorn is that I've had been having this crazy schedule lately because I've been shooting a short film. Hair flip. Whatever. And I, my poop schedule was off, and it's so upsetting. That's rough. I didn't poop for, like, two days, and I pooped, like, when I went to bed. When I woke up, now I haven't pooped again. And it's just, like, really the importance of a regular schedule. They don't call it regular for nothing, you guys. Thorn. Here, here. <laughs> um, well, my thorn is, okay, I'm, I'm going to preface this by saying I enjoy a drug-fueled dance party in the desert like any other girl. Or guy. Although we don't promote the use of drugs unless for a recreational but purpose. But, like, the unnecessary, <laughs> like, Coachella in my face. Like, I feel like, okay, if you're involved in music, like, if you're a brand involved in music, cool. Talk about Coachella. But I don't need Trader Joe's being like, it's hot in Coachella and That's so hilarious. are our prices. And then <laughs> That's so this morning I'm at, at yoga and the – Yoga teacher's like, cool, I'm going to play a, a playlist that's inspired by Coachella. I was like, cool, all right. And You're then like, we, your blood's boiling, not zen. Well, we sat down and she's like, everyone close their eyes. Think about what they're grateful for. Maybe you're grateful for Coachella. No. And I was like, I'm done. No. <laughs> Stop it right now. No. Yeah, so thorn. You're I'm great. Not. Okay, no. No. I'm also concerned for my roommate because she's been like obsessively working out to get her Coachella bod. The and Coachella like, bod. Coachella's gonna like spawn an eating disorder for this girl. I need her to slow down. For every, I mean, I've had friends who have been on their Coachella diet since January, which. That, well, I don't understand why is that necessary. Because you, it's like scantily clad. I mean, throw on a sundress and dance your face off. Right. Exactly. And a, a loose fitting one. And I feel like people just don't recognize body shape if they're on a lot of day three Molly. You know what I mean? 100%. So that's my thought. I but think it should really be the post Coachella diet. That's hip. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And um, on to roses. What do you have? Uh, okay. So uh, my bullpen roses are TV related. So we pull in today. Amazing. We pull in today, and I'm like, 
the parking lot is completely taken over by chairs and tables and cr- obvious crafty setup. Yeah, it looked like a setup. quinceanera buffet out there. What's going on? Wish it was. Um, we'd be not recording and down there at that quinceanera <laughs> right now. Um, no, but I said, what's going on? And they said, uh, ne- a Netflix show rented it out, and it's Love on Netflix is shooting across the street. And it made me feel so happy because not only do I love that show, but I love the creator of it, and I just want everyone to watch it. So my rose is Love on Netflix. Oh, cool. I haven't seen it yet. It's really, really, really good. Nice. It's a great show. It's a great binge. It's like 10 episodes, I love think. Love a good binge. Get right through it. Speaking of good binge, I'm on to The Path on Hulu as inspired by Scientology, I believe. And it's Aaron Paul, and it's fucking good. As you guys know, I had the flu, so I watched a lot of TV. Speaking of TV... To piggyback that, we are going to be on Amy Phillips' show, Reality Checked, tomorrow Hell morning yeah. on Andy Sirius XM, talking about our top five favorite Zen moments in Housewives history. What's that now? <laughs> Elizabeth and I have a study session tonight in <laughs> which Stephanie <laughs> doesn't really. Um, housewives are not part of my wellness just journey. Let's say, yeah. <laughs> Whereas housewives are an integral part of my wellness journey. Integral? Did I say that right? There okay. You go, girl. I um, shout out to the person on iTunes who called me out for pronouncing Zilot wrong. Zilot. Yeah. Hilarious. I, yeah. So thanks. I love a good correction. I also know about myself that I make up pronunciation of words. Uh, so. I always wondered what you were saying when you were saying Zilot. Uh, well, now I get it. <laughs> Rose. Rose. Your reinterpretation of the English language. Namaste. Yeah. Um, it's namaste. Okay, okay. sorry. Um, well, my Rose is, I mean, I've, I'm just joining this bandwagon. I'm happy to be there. Cauliflower rice. Anybody? Oh, yeah. Anybody? Steven soups into that. So Trader Joe's, another Trader Joe's shout out. They now have it packaged. Concerned for how much time you're spending in TJ's, but all right. I'm just like, you know. It's like trying to keep that cleanse going, mm-hmm. veggie heavy. Mm-hmm. So cauliflower rice, so awesome. I made up a recipe last night. Going to be playing around with it more. Get involved. It's, it tastes like like a rice consistency, but it isn't. Now that the ghost is out of your kitchen, you can really get down to to cooking. Yes, exactly. In like a whole you. new way. Yeah. Whole new way. What was her name? I don't know the name. I'm feeling like it was like a Blanche. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> one of the Golden Girls' names. Um, and really quickly on that veggie heavy cleanse tip, mm-hmm. uh, Coachella bodies included. Stop. Uh, we talked about Core Kitchen last week, the uh, cleanse that you and I did. Mm-hmm. Well, they were sweet enough to offer So Retrograde listeners a free day on the cleanse. You guys, do you understand? Stop traffic, stop what you're doing, and go immediately to Core Kitchen. That's a great, incredible so thing. So you can ch- select a four, five, or seven-day cleanse, and you get one day free, which is like $95 off. That's insane. So thank you to our friends there, and we'll have that information on our website. And, you know, this has been a beautiful show. I feel like our energy is cleared, and things are quite nice. There's only like one poop in my aura. I don't know if that's good or bad, but... Uh, it is what we'll, it is, as we'll they say. We'll leave you on that, dear friends. Thanks for listening. You can find us at thatsoretrograde.com. At So Retrograde, Instagram and Twitter. And don't hesitate to email us at thatsoretrograde at gmail.com. I'm Elizabeth Cott. And I'm Stephanie Simbari. Namaste listening. Bye. Yes, that's so retrograde.